keys here. This podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Go to www.audibletrial.com shark to get your 30-day free trial and audiobook download. With over 150,000 titles to choose from for your Android, iPod, Kindle, or MP3 player. Whatever the hell those things are. You got Audible for your record player or something? What are those things? Shark Dropper Studios presents to you Doppel Avenue Hurt Case 2 Case 2 The Red Letter Part 10 Uninvited Guests Jong, do you know how long we've been looking for you? If I hazard a guess, I'd say a couple hours. Hey, fuck you, Big Jimbo. A couple hours? Try a couple days. Arthur, fuck you and the high horse you rode in on. <laughs> oh, fucking great. Now you just pissed off my horse. You, you know, I have been meaning to ask you. Where'd you get a horse? Ah, from that Bethany chick's farmhouse. Oh yeah, Jimmy Joan. We searched the whole city. We met a woman who used to be Irish or something. She can't play video games, but I think I love her. We also explored dirty alleys and card rooms. We even crashed an underground cockfighting ring. Why would I be there? Oh, you're on the run now. Who knows what you'd do or where you'd be hiding? How did you become such a badass, Mr. K? Not a badass. I just egged the captain's house. Actually, you know what? I am a badass. It's time to embrace it. Calm down. We were the ones at the cockfighting ring. We're more badass than you. Arthur shot Edith a seductive look. Ew! Stop that! Well, good for you guys, but I would not be at a cockfight. Why? I'm into animal welfare. It's inhumane. I'll just relax. No animals were harmed. Oh, so no roosters peck each other to death? Well, I didn't really see any roosters there. What kind of cockfighting was this? The cool kind. What did you guys do when you were there? What, before or after we unzipped our pants? Never mind. I, I get it now. Good. All right, come here. Give me a high five. Fuck off, Arthur. I will follow you. Everywhere you go, until you give me a high five. I don't have anything to do for life. Like, you don't understand. My whole life, I will follow you until you slap your goddamn hand against mine. Go on. Test me. I dare you. Oh, Jesus. And what are you doing here, Edith? I wanted to make sure no whore was taking advantage of you. I brought my axe with me, just in case. I see that. Mr. Keys, you have a dinner party to attend. Dinner party? I'll go. Wait, what? Where is it? Is it this way? Paul, Arthur, and Edith made their way through the hall. Paul started opening random doors. 
I don't see a dinner party anywhere. Yeah, me either. I just checked behind the staircase. Oh, I hope there's hot chicks there. I have a new pickup line. It goes something like this. I say it's hot in here. She says something that doesn't matter. And then I say, well, take off all your clothes like that song. And then I'll bang her. I didn't know how Julianne would take having three more guests. But at least Jane wasn't here. That was the only person she said not to invite. Is it okay if they stay? I don't believe Miss Good is going to like this. What's three more guests? Hmm. This way. Uh, which way? Which way is it? Just follow Sheldrake. Uh, who's Sheldrake? The only person in the room that you don't know. Oh. <gasps> oh! Mr. K, do they have a coat rack for people who bring axes? What? Do they have a goddamn axe rack? I don't think anyone has that. I guess I'll fucking carry it then. Sheldrick led Edith, Paul, and Arthur to the dining room. This should be an interesting dinner. Oh, there he is. Looking adorable as ever. Hello, Julianne. She descended the stairs in a flowing gold gown. Her hair was turned up in a bun. She wore long, dangling diamond earrings and a square necklace. What was that ruckus I heard? Uh, about that. Jimmy Joan! Paul and Arthur burst from around the corner. There's no chicks here. How, how am I supposed to use my new line? I tried it on that scrawny catty secretary you have, and she just threw salt in my eyes. No one's here. What kind of fucking dinner party is this? Can I at least invite Daphne? No. Pardon me. Who are you? I'm Paul Wendt. Me and Jimmy John used to be best friends. Until I found out he didn't like video games. So then, I had to get a new best friend, Timmy. Until Timmy got in trouble with his parents when he egged some houses and stayed out late. Now he's grounded. It sucks. And I am Arthur Phelps. I'm Big Jimbo's new bestie. Want to see his high five to prove it? <laughs> no, absolutely not. What are they doing here? That's what I was going to tell you. Mr. K, I don't like that I'm the only girl here. Oh, who's this tramp? Pardon me? Is this the tramp you're working for? If she makes you angry, Mr. K, just give me the signal, and I'll cut her fucking head off. Julian, I'm sorry. They just showed up. They were they were worried about me. I do not appreciate this. Food is ready. Oh, yeah. I hope you made french fries. Okay, if he doesn't have french fries, we walk. Paul and Arthur ran into the dining room. Mr. K, are you okay? I'm fine, Edith. Edith lowered her axe and headed into the dining room. I'm sorry they're here. I figured since it's a dinner party, it wouldn't be a problem bringing a few more guests. Sheldrake made plenty of food. 
Wh when are the other guests coming? There are no other guests coming. Did people cancel? This was supposed to be just for you and me. What? I'm very, very disappointed. I didn't, I didn't know. Come, come, the food is getting cold. We wouldn't want that now. She shuffled her way into the dining room. What the hell was that about? Was Julian hoping that more would happen between us? What exactly was I doing here? I felt the case may have just become a lure. I composed myself and headed into the dining room. Hey, Jimmy Jong, they have french fries. Well, they didn't at first, but I screamed into that butler guy's ear until he said he would make some. I hated him at first, but now I kind of like them. The fries aren't ready, but they will be in a minute. Okay, if they're not ready in a minute, I say we walk. Tons of food was laid out on the long table. Lobster tails, crab cakes, crab legs, skewers of meat, prime rib, steamed vegetables, rolls, chopped asparagus, and yes... Sheldrake brought out french fries. Julian sat at the far end. I sat opposite of her. Would you care for a glass of wine, Mr. Keys? Please. That makes four more questions, Sheldrake. Don't get your hopes up on that last one, Mr. Keys. But I'm better than you. <laughs> so you think. Sheldrake, I don't like this wine. It's bitter. There's not enough sugar in it. Can I get some Coke? He means the soda, not the... Mm, mm-hmm. Although, if you're holding, I got 50 bucks on me. I'll take an eight ball. No, we're just gonna sit here and have dinner, and then you guys are leaving. Aw, oh, looks like Big Jimbo's tired. Poor baby. What does... Does little baby need to sleep? Like a little white baby? <laughs> I am, I am just fucking with you, bestie. Please, stop calling me that. Mr. K, when are you coming back to the office? It's fucking boring. I, I can't right now. Oh yeah, it's because you're badass now. I miss the old Mr. K. She means the pussy version. Shut up, Arthur. I am just kidding around, bestie, alright? Jeez. I want you to know I didn't tell on you to Hiltz. Why would you? You guys were with me when we did all the illegal activities. Yeah, but you egged the captain's house. That was your fault. And you egged my apartment, Arthur. Sean, so did you. Well, when this whole thing subsides, you're helping clean my place. Am not. Can we not fight right now? I want to enjoy my dinner in peace. Sorry. Sorry. Butthead. You're a butthead! That'll be quite enough. We ate in silence. 
Shudrick came back into the room. He poured some coke for Paul and slipped Arthur a gram. The silence dragged on for too long. Julianne shifted in her seat. Anyone have anything they would like to talk about? Propose a topic? Hmm. Ooh, I got one. Yes. Rape. <coughs> Whoa, Paul, what, what the hell? That's not a topic for dinner discussion. What about murder? No. Well, I'm a cop. That's what I know best. Arthur and I are on his case right now, where we're trying to stop this mad bomber. He's been bombing more and more places around the city. We could talk about that. No. Well, what do you expect me to talk about? Not rape, murder, and bombings. It's not like you can't talk about other things. I mean, you once spent four hours explaining to me why water Pokemon were better than electric Pokemon. Which is wrong. I mean, I play video games and all that, but I can tell you water's not better than electricity. Take the human race, for example. <laughs> Whatever that means. Oh, you don't know anything about Pokemon, Arthur. Well, I know more than I let on. Arthur winked at Edith in a seductive way, as if Pokemon would be a turn-on for Edith. Stop trying to come on to me, weirdo. I'll cut your fucking head off. Hmm. I think I might dislike that. No, you wouldn't. Hey, guys. I miss Timmy. Well, this is... nice. How about a change of topics? I could bring up the good news. I planned on bringing up before this whole intrusion happened. Oh? I had some good news I wanted to share with you, James. James! I'm sorry. Who are you again? Me. I'm a famous actress. I've starred in such hits as Forever Too Long, Love Conquers the Fall, and Never Say Never Unless You Have To. Whoa. It's so hard for me to pay attention when a girl talks. I miss that whole thing. Shockingly, Paul, you're still single. Yeah, but I met a farm lady that makes pie. I think she'll eventually fuck me. But if she turns me down, I'll just throw money at her until she likes me. Julianne, what's the good news? Alright, here we go. I'm gonna try my hardest to pay attention to what she's saying right now. Well, B.C. Baxter's last movie is finally seeing the light of day. They're holding a premiere at the Hawaiian Cornucopia Theater. I have a small role in it, but Baxter says that he's been in the editing bay. And I simply steal the show. I'm so ecstatic. I want you to accompany me to the theater, James. Nope. Couldn't pull through. I heard up too well. Everything else sounds like a foghorn to me. Don't go, Mr. K. Why wouldn't he accompany me? It's going to be extravagant. You will go with me, won't you, James? Well, I... That means no. Oh, James, you will go, won't you? I just think with this case, it might not be the best idea. Hell, I've got a few people I need to interview before I can even start formulating my own ideas. That means no, Mr. K. Just call her a whore and be done with it. Edith, please. Julianne, don't you want me to find out who sent that letter? I do. But don't you want that special information I promised you? 
Julianne was referring to her knowledge of Andrew, insert last name, the man I now knew as the Chameleon. He had many personas, many names, and he was the one who helped Desmond Grant escape. If I could find this Andrew Gardman, Topple, whatever, I could possibly find Grant. Man, I long to find Grant. If you don't think the information is worthwhile... I didn't say that. Well, it seems like you don't care enough for it. Yeesh. Things are getting a little heated. Are you bribing me, Miss Good? I am just requesting. What will I do with an extra ticket? Bring Sheldrake. He is already accompanying me. I have two tickets. Ooh, I'll go. And I'll have sex with you afterwards. Well, if you want. If you don't want, I'll just throw money at you. No, thank you. Oh, pick me. I've never been to a movie before. Is that that thing with the moving pictures and shit? Hey, hey, let's do a, a dating game kind of thing. We'll use a curtain to divide us. And you'll ask me, uh, I'm Paul, Arthur, and maybe even a cat bitch some questions. Shut up, Tubby. I'm not going. I ain't no lesbo. All right, forget her. You just ask me and Arthur questions and choose which one of us you want to go to the premiere with. She already knows your voices. She knows who you guys are. I want James. (sighs) Fine. I needed the info she held to find Grant. Julianne smiled. When is it? Tomorrow at six. Don't be late. I won't. And with that, I will retire. If you really don't want to go, I could just cut her fucking head off, Mr. K. It's really simple. I just sharpened my axe today. No, no, Edith, that really won't be necessary. Hey, Jimmy Jong, if you want, I could dress up like you and take her to the premiere. I know this guy who does makeup. She'll never notice. She'll notice. Paul, you have an accent. Maybe we should get together and both dress up as keys. How? How are you going to both be me? I'll get on Paul's shoulders, and he could be your legs. I'll be like your upper body. You know, like the aliens did in Mars Attacks. I'm not 12 feet tall. Wait, how tall are you? Not even close to 12 feet tall. Yeah, that won't work. Well, it worked in Mars Attacks. Didn't you just tell Julianne you've never seen a movie? Well, not a real movie. Most of the time I just gather a bunch of stills from the internet. Print them out and then, like, staple them in the corner. I make, like, a flip book or something and then, like, flip through them and, like, make my own movie. Uh, Sometimes a porn picture gets in there or, like, a still from another movie. And it really, look, it just confuses me. Why don't you just watch the actual movie? Big dark rooms with more than ten seats. Uh, It's just, it freaks me out. What? You're looking at me like that's a weird thing to say. It's a very weird thing to say. Okay, I I think you guys better leave. I ushered all three of them to the door. Jimmy Jones, you putting a good word for me with the old broad? I don't have a lot of cash, but I do have a piggy bank back home with $10 and change. I can throw change at her. Do you think then she'll let me see her naked? Oh yeah, me too. What about old rubber tits there? She has a name, goddammit. My god. 
And don't tell or I'll be really fucking pissed off. You'll be pissed off? For some reason, Arthur was really getting on my nerves. Maybe this wasn't the best time, but I just had the urge. Hey, you ever tell Paul about Lorraine? Hey, uh, bestie, <laughs> you want to explain on the rainway, hey? You know what? You're taking too long. Paul, Arthur here, he's one of the many men that slept with your wife. What? Good night, guys. Mr. K, you need new friends. That is true. Are you sure you're okay? Um, I'm fine, Edith. Thank you. Edith gripped me tight. She squeezed and sighed. <sighs> Bye, Mr. K. Edith left. Outside, I could see Arthur and Paul wrestling on the ground. Maybe I shouldn't have told Paul in that way, but I could tell Arthur would never do it. I loosened my tie and headed upstairs. I got undressed and climbed into bed. I would meet with Jane tomorrow morning and hopefully talk to the last two exes. Then, I would attend Julian's premiere. I really hope she wasn't trying to make more out of her relationship. I closed my eyes and drifted off. in a field. What field was this? It was filled with daffodils. I walked through, brushing my hands through large stems. These flowers are larger than they should be. The further I walked, the taller the flowers got. Hey, Jimmy John, cat. I turned to see Paul tossing a big red ball at me. The ball was huge, but I was able to catch it with both hands. Hey, throw it to me. I threw it to Arthur. We played catch until Arthur decided to take the ball and start banging it. The ball began to take the shape of Daphne. Edith popped out from behind a large daffodil stem with an axe. She cut Daphne's head off, and Daphne's head exploded like a balloon. Arthur and Paul started shooting at each other. And I got caught in the middle. This way, James. Julian's head was on a serpent's body. She slithered through the large stems and down a hole. I crawled after her. I felt my body getting tinier and tinier until I reached the edge of the hole, which was a large cavern now. So close. Come now. Suddenly, Sheldrake popped out and grabbed me by the collar. We fell into the hole, tumbling down and down. Numbers flew past. Then letters, and strange images, 
a half rotisserie chicken, an old man trying to make a three-point turn, a speedboat flying through the air, a square necklace, and then I hit the ground hard. Oh, God. I got up and looked into the large funhouse mirror. I held my gun at the reflection, but it wasn't me in the mirror, it was Angela Diamond. She smiled at me. Thanks for your uh, cooperation. The mirror rippled and Angela lost her girly figure. She changed. She changed into something else. Me. Holy shit. Desmond Grant. Now drop your gun. I did. But Desmond didn't. No! 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 Jesus Christ! Oh shit. It was a it was a dream. It was all a dream. The moonlight shone through the window. The room had a soft blue glow. I caught my breath and relaxed. Just a dream. Just a dream. Something creaked in my room. I scanned the darkness. Someone was in here with me. And then I saw them. A person stood in the corner. Was it Julianne? No. This person had a burly body. It was a man. Was it Sheldrake? No. This person was too tall to be Sheldrake. The man moved forward. He stepped partly into the moonlight and I could see the danger I was in. This man, dressed in all black, was holding a gun. And the gun was pointed right at my head. Doppel Avenue Hurt. Written by Robert M. Lamb. Edited by Jonathan Moss. Starring voices by Kyle Appleyard as James Keyes. Amy LeRae as Edith Dietrich. Jose Caraballo as Paul Went, Jonathan Moss as Arthur Phelps and Sheldrake Von Wallen, Dan Johnson as Vendel, comedian Lang Parker as Jane, and Julia W.D. Harrison as Julianne Good. Additional voices by John Lazaveth, Brian Messick, Brett Wilkins, Jennifer Loudermilk, Seth York, Hope Enos, Chris Gore, Nicholas Engelhart, Shannon McCarthy, Ricky Lehner, Shannon Lee, Chris Davis, and Amber Simpson. If you enjoyed this show, please take 90 seconds and rate us on iTunes. Also, go to www.sharkdropper.com for additional fictional podcasts such as this one. Five seconds till shark drop. Five, four, three, two, one. Drop the shark. Go, go, go. This podcast is a Shark Dropper Studios production.